0: And get comfortable
1: because we've got a banger of an episode for you. Yeah or pour some wine and pour a bath. Get comfortable. The point is we're dropping some bombs. You need to sit down. Some bath bombs. <laughs> I love a lush
0: bath bomb but I don't think you pour a bath. I guess you could like back in the day like if you just when you bring like milk some <laughs> milk pitch- pitchers, have someone pour them in for you. You could also take a milk bath. It's really good for your skin. Mm. It's widely rumored that Cleopatra used to take milk baths. Oh, that- the lactic acid exfoliates your skin. I don't know about today's version of milk it's probably a lot different than what Cleopatra was yes. using
1: <laughs> but Cleopatra may
0: not have even been using cows oh I hadn't thought about that no. well, now I'm just gonna get grossed out so let's change the <laughs> subject okay so remember last week when we hinted that I Brand, may or may not have gotten to second base <laughs> with a certain dad mm-hmm. if you follow us on social at second base pod you probably figured out by now it was Chase Utley some of y'all really thought we were having Clay Bellinger on here I applaud that effort but he's not a dodger he never no. You know I only see Blue. I know he's Cody Bellinger's dad. Clay who? Exactly. (laughs) In this week's episode, we're covering Cody's doble quince. (laughs) That's what I'm calling it. And his trimmed up beard. Uh, The new LA Feeds Blue pop-up experience at Dodger Stadium.
1: Which is making the right field plaza my favorite part of the stadium. The MLB making its way to London and not even inviting us
0: or the Dodgers. Rude. Very rude. The kind of clout you have when you're Rich Hill. And the topic you've been waiting for us to come back to. For weeks, geek as pants. All right. Uh, we've also got interviews with. Oh, yeah, that's not. That's not even the best part. <laughs> yeah, that's just. that That's. We're bearing the lead here. Yeah, we are. We've got interviews with Sportsnet LA talents John Hartown Jerry Harrison Jr., and Chase Utley, the Silver Fox. So, y'all ready? Let's go. Thirty flirty and thriving. Cody's Double Quince. Finally, at 30 home runs, <laughs> the most before an all-star break by a Dodger, and I think he's one of the youngest of all time to, like, ever do that. I do not know those stats. I've seen them all over Twitter. I'm sure all of our listeners have seen them, so I don't feel like quoting them correctly or incorrectly, because <laughs> they're out there for you to look up if you want to look up the stats. But basically, great, he's coming for Christian Yelly. Christian Yelly is, I think, at 31 last I checked,
1: so, you know, it's like Honestly, head-to-head. if he catches up with Yelich, which he will, I feel like Yelich's response would to be, say, hi, welcome. Yeah. High five, dude. <laughs> yeah. Good job, bro. And I would
0: hate it so much, because you know I want the drama. I'm like, give it to me. Just I know. Give it to me, would,
1: like, show up with a tray of cookies for him. Right? Like, oh
0: my gosh. And I just went to Cody Bellinger jersey night at the stadium, and I was really hoping to see 31. As we record, we're losing to the Padres in this series, and I'm not happy Mama. about it. Yeah. Mm. And there haven't been any Cody Bellinger home runs. Because 30 wasn't enough. It's not enough for me. I want 31. I just want him to perform consistently yeah. for me. Low-key, sorry to break everyone's hearts, he's apparently got a girlfriend now, and I'm like, well, maybe you were hitting more home runs when you didn't have a girlfriend, so why don't we go back to that? You know? Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe when he's, like, lovesick or, like, lonely, he hits more, he hits more home he's runs. He's a Kanye. <laughs> I guess. I'm totally just speculating here. Don't okay. really listen to me. Kanye Bellinger coming through. focus on Cody so much. I do also want to give a shout-out to Max Muncy, who is at 20 home runs. If you take Cody out of the equation, who's, like, obviously killing it with all his record breaking, yeah. that's, like, amazing because, you it know, is. a year and a half ago dude was unemployed. I love Max Muncie. Like, I think he's just, he's so what's the word? Not, it's not modest, but he's very, like, low-key.
1: Yeah, he's pretty chill. Yeah, like, and he's not, like, a Unless you tell him to run the bases, and he's yeah. got some
0: words for you. Exactly. So he's fun. And he's going to the All-Star game. I know, that was a fun surprise. Yeah, it was really fun. And I saw people online being, like, whatever he a replacement. And I was like, I mean sort of, but not really. Still going. Yeah, he's going and he's gonna kill it. Max Muncy, we're very happy for you. I was also thinking about this at Dodger Stadium. They play the Max Muncy, Funky Muncy song. Mm -hmm. And my friend was like, oh, every time they play this, I forget that it's not actually like Funky Monkey and I get the words wrong. And I was like, you know, to get the, like, permissions and licensings to do that from the Beastie Boys is, like, a big deal. The Beastie Boys don't let anyone use their music. Like, they're very notorious for it.
1: I thought that there was a certain amount you could use without permissions. Like, a very short clip. You can, and it depends on what you use it for. Right.
0: I would imagine that because they play it publicly, Mm -hmm. and it's a pretty long version, and they Mm change the words a little bit, they would have to have gotten some sort of permissions. Maybe. So... Yeah, I have no idea. Because they changed the words a little bit, obviously, but it's the same right. beat. They didn't change the beat. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see it released as a single. <laughs> I really hope Max Muncie didn't hate that song beforehand, because it's gonna follow him forever now. <laughs> forever. Forever. Okay, so what else has been going on? We, we get, we're we going to get fed. Oh my god, except not really because I was at the game and I didn't see Trejo's Tacos anywhere, but let's talk about L.A. Feeds Blue. Yes. Which is a play on... Bleeds thing. Blue. L.A. Blue yeah. Blue. So I love it. L.A. has partnered with a bunch... L.A. The Dodgers have partnered... <laughs> With a bunch of fancy L.A. chefs to bring some pop-up dining experiences to Dodger Stadium and sort of elevate the food game.
1: Yeah, because L.A. has amazing food, and finally people are realizing that. And in the announcement, they said this season's guest restaurants, which leads me to believe that this is going to be ongoing, and I'm very, very excited about that. Right, so the first one, July 2nd to 7th. You missed it. Trejo's Tacos, and I did miss it
0: because I was at (laughs) some of those games, and I didn't see it anywhere because Dodger Stadium is kind of big, And, you know, I also was focused on some other things in the field. A game. Yes, yeah, let's call it that, a game. (laughs) So I didn't really see the Trejo's Tacos, but I would have Mm -hmm. loved that. I feel like Danny Trejo has been doing some really fun things with his career and, like, his food adventures. And, like, he's such a huge Dodger fan. He's such, like, iconic L.A. That's kind of cool to see that partnership. He's a
1: perfect one for the first of this series because he is so iconic to L.A. And for so many reasons. And since opening his taco shops and now is donut shop, he is like heart and so- he's one of the heart and soul kind of members of LA so it's perfect and tacos are delicious and his tacos are pretty good so I have a cool
0: Danny Trejo story that might be fake, I'm not sure Okay. so I'm like 87% sure I got my first tattoo by Danny Trejo so <laughs> I got my first tattoo when I was like 18 at Shamrock, you know okay. on Sunset yeah. so this was a while back then this was way before Dr. Wu was even a thing Yeah. And and you know, it was like Friday night. I was like, I'm 18. I want a tattoo. Like, all right, let's go do this one with some friends over there. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Like Shamrock is iconic. I didn't really know it at the, that at the time because like grew up in LA. Like, yeah, go to the tattoo shop. And this dude did my tattoo. And I remember I wanted like a small little. This is so embarrassing. I wanted like a small little anchor, like in between my shoulder blades. And like the dude was like, I made it bigger because you have like a lot of space on your back for a tattoo. <laughs> but the guy, so it's bigger than I wanted it to be. But the guy, I swear to God, looked just like Danny Trejo. And like back then, I didn't even know. Who Danny Trejo was, he still wasn't as iconic in the culture as he is today. Mm-hmm. And like, I know he's really good friends with the crew at Shamrock, and like, has been in there hanging out, and has probably low key done like tattoos. Maybe. So I'm like, like I said, I'm 87 percent sure I actually got my first tattoo by Danny Trejo. It looked just like him. Like, and that's, that's hilarious. Face, you don't forget. No, it could have happened. I could have had my first tattoo. Hadn't. Could have gotten my first tattoo by Danny Trejo. That's way better than my Danny Trejo story. I have since gotten that tattoo covered up. Sorry if you're listening, Danny Trejo. It, <laughs> it didn't. It wasn't very well done didn't last very long which also convinces me that not a tattoo artist that someone who isn't an actual artist did it so
1: i would love if danny Trejo was the kind of guy that somebody comes in and is like i would like an anchor this is what i want he does the tattoo and then says i did something else because i liked what i did better yeah i mean that sounds like it what is your danny Trejo story i just met him at, at like an after party for an award show it was like before he was really famous at the time he hadn't ever had a role with his name on it you know okay. like he was just cholo gangster yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. And I just like vaguely, somebody else recognized him. They're like, that's the guy. And I was like, what guy? And they're like, he's in movies sometimes. And like, and I was like, you're right. That is that guy. And then when we were in line with the kid who played Damien from The Omen, he was there and we said, hi, my, my story's so lame. <laughs> that's a cool, it's a very LA story. Just like, oh yeah, yeah cool. That's that guy. And, and I, then he got really big and I was like, man, I wish that I like was well, more like, I want to be your friend. without well, that's high not, about- not because he's famous. Just because now you know so much more about him. Yeah. Or and you're like, how, wow, that's a cool guy. That's how I feel
0: about me getting tattooed by him. He yeah. He wouldn't have been anyone at the time, but I rec- I'm really good with faces, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that guy looked just like him. Yeah. Could have been him. And I know, like, before he got really into acting, like, he was doing a lot of odd side jobs and was friends with, like, a lot of tattoo artists. Yeah. So, could be.
1: I feel like. They'll teach you. Talk to strangers. Yeah. That's the lesson today. <laughs> <is> <laughs> talk to strangers. They might turn out to be a cool person. <laughs> so, by the time this goes live, live, obviously,
0: Trino's Tacos will be done, but we're so happy that it did that. They yeah. With them, I hope they bring him back next season. With the donut, I don't love the donuts. I, haven't had, donuts. Them. Yeah. I haven't had those. Yeah, I've only tried the horchata one because I love horchata. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a huge fan. I do need to try some other flavors though. Blue Star
1: also has a horchata donut. If you haven't had it yet,
0: I may have had it. I'm not sure. I've yet to find an actual horchata donut that does it justice. It's usually just people being like, "Oh, it's cinnamon," and I'm like, "It's not exactly yeah. horchata, but okay." Anyway, next up, July 19th to 24 will be the Border Grill and SoCalo. Yes, SoCalo. So-
1: I think Socalo I, I'm not, I'm not sure. sure or is
0: it SoCal O? like is it supposed to be Southern California Socal and then oh yeah maybe <laughs> okay that is Susan Finneger and Mary Sue Milliken's version of coastal Latin cuisine
1: yes and uh, Susan Finneger has been an icon in Los Angeles for many years with her border grill restaurants and Mary Sue Milliken has been around as well and I really like Susan Finneger I actually worked with her once on a food event that she was a part of and I was producing and she rules and her food is delicious. I've had it here in the original location. I also, when I was in Vegas, went to have her food instead of trying something new because it's delicious. So I'm stoked about that. I want to buy a ticket to one of those games just to eat it, even though I could just go down the street and eat it. But you don't wouldn't get the. Dog it's not the extreme. same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually never been to Border Grill.
0: It's pretty good. I know. It's just look like. Oh, I'm gonna sound like an asshole right now, but like a white woman
1: opening up Latin yeah. food restaurant. No, you're not, yeah.
0: It's not my first choice to go for food, but I probably will eventually try it. I had a friend that works for her for a while. She's done a lot of other cool things. I just
1: haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, and she's just a really nice, wonderful person, and she's spoken on a couple panels that I produced as well, and so I'm excited for it. Right. As soon as I heard about LA Feeds Blue, and that it was Susan (laughs) Bagger, I, like, texted Diamond. I was like,
0: this is so you, I've heard you talk about this so many times I don't know who she is, but here you go. Yes. Dreams do come true. Dreams you didn't even know that you had.
1: Yeah, and to be honest I may not have tried it if not for I was working with a writer at the time who wrote about her and really liked her work and invited her to be a part of a food event and that's how I even tried it yeah she's
0: been in the scene for a while yeah for sure and then from August 1st through 7th it's Parks BBQ which is Korean barbecue yes. by Ki- Janae or Janae Kim I thought it was Jenny Jenny oh you're right it is Jenny wow I can't pronounce words <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's such a unique name it's Jenny.
1: Kim. <laughs> It's Jenny. So, Korean barbecue. <laughs> I'm really hoping that, I don't know if anybody listening follows Ryu on Instagram, but he often posts photos. You guys
0: all follow Ryu. I know you do. Come yeah.
1: on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all there for his in-flight face masks. No, he, he posts photos in away game cities of him trying Korean barbecue in local destinations. So, I want to see him trying this Korean barbecue at Dodger Stadium. That would be fun. Maybe he will sh- do a backstage Dodgers. Yeah, he's doing that. If would you're listening, it? do a backstage Dodgers of that. And Spectrum, the we people you're <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. And then booze, August 20th to 25th. Gnarly Philly cheesesteaks
1: from Philly natives. Yes. Honestly, I've not had these before. I called them gnarly because, have you seen the photos of them? I have. They look like a football. My whole thing about
0: this whole pop-up experience menu, save for Border Girl, because I don't know exactly what them and Sokolow are serving, is it's very meat-centric. Yeah. I'm not a big meat either. And so. honestly,
1: Susan Finneger may, they're saying coastal, so I bet it at seafood but yeah. they may actually have options because right because they're pretty and i hope so because i don't mind seafood but like yeah i'm just not like i don't eat korean barbecue trejo
0: does a lot of
1: vegan and vegetarian yeah. options so i'm
0: really hoping that they have something there i know some of you listeners are like fucked up fuck the vegans whatever i never said i was vegan i just no. am not a huge yeah. meat eater it's not my favorite thing i don't like smelling like meat when i eat food it's, it's, it's ugh. <laughs> I have issues with it, okay? So all I'm yeah. saying is, like, I I would love, like, you know, if yeah. the Trails Tacos or Border Girl has, like, some ceviche, that would be cool. I would mm, be into that. I love a good ceviche. So do I. MLB in London. Super interesting. Yeah. Yankees versus Red Sox. Yeah. Would you watch a baseball game in London? Not on a TV. Like, would you go to a baseball game yeah. if you were in London?
1: No, I get it. And it was in the Olympic Stadium, so it'd be cool to see sports in the Olympic Stadium. And I love London, but I don't know. Baseball in London? And then it was the Yankees and the Sox? Like, ew. Those names, <laughs> right? Like, the Yankees in London? I... Unless they all dressed up like Revolutionary War. Which they do not. And I'm not <laughs> Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh,
0: baseball's very American, whatever. That's not it. Because, like, you know, it's you not. Have, There's
1: baseball, like, in Tokyo
0: and over there. The MLB was, like, so excited about the results of this. There was over 60,000
1: people in attendance. You don't get that kind of attendance in America. And I'm like, well... Except at Dodger Stadium. it's sold out games. Also, a lot of the stadiums aren't that big.
0: Well, if you live in London and there's never baseball, and then all of a sudden there's a baseball game, of course you're going to have high attendance. Because people think it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Yeah. When you're in America and you have more... Access to baseball all the time. Yeah, you're not gonna go as often. But like you said, we still have access all the time. And Dodger Stadium consistently breaks the record for being the most a t- stadium with most attendance. Last night I went to the game. It was the 15th sellout of the season.
1: 15 mm-hmm. is a lot. We're not it's especially because that's
0: 50,000 plus people. Even if you only I sell believe it's 40. 60, I thought it was 64,000. A, oh, no. a sellout at Dodger Stadium is considered over 50,000. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So like if it's 53 or 55, over 50,000 is considered a sold out. Okay. Okay. game. They only give out 40,000 gifts, like bobbleheads or whatever, yeah. so you want to get there early. But my point is, even if you don't have a sellout game at Dodger Stadium, even if you only have 30,000 people show up, that's yeah. 30,000 fucking people! That's a yeah. lot of people. That's a lot of tickets sold. It's still gonna look like a full stadium. Yeah. And again, to your point, there's a lot of stadiums that don't fit that many people, Yeah. or aren't easily accessible for a lot of people mm-hmm. that can get there. The thing about Dodger Stadium being here is we also have Angel Stadium not that far away, so people have options to go to two different. Games If they don't care about teams and just want to go to a baseball game, Yeah, not every city has that as an option. London definitely
1: doesn't have that as an option, so no. if you're
0: like, here's the first game I'm going to go to ever in my life, mm-hmm. here I go.
1: Although, London does have a minor connection to baseball, because Prince Harry threw out the first pitch at a Mets game a few years back. Really? I know yeah. he was at the game in London. They did
0: yeah. highlight that. I was like, I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> like, like, the royal family. But, but
1: he did. He threw out a first that pitch cool. for um, UK Armed Services Day. interesting. Yeah, at a Mets game. Why did the Mets have a UK Armed Services Day? Maybe because um, UK and US Armed Services are, like, super tight? I'm not sure. That was my guess. Yeah, that's a little interesting. Different. But, like, I'm sad that, like, London's first London as a culture,
0: their first experience with MLB baseball is Yankees and Red Sox. Like, come on. (laughs) I know the Dodgers are, like, number one in the league, and they don't really have, like, time, but, yeah. yeah. And I do know, like, the MLB Food Fest, which we talked about a few Mm -hmm. episodes ago, they are, they are—they're having an MLB food rest yeah. in London because they're trying to really bring American baseball culture to London and make it a thing over there.
1: Hey, that's—I'm down. Are Spread there, the love. Spread the there- baseball love. <laughs>
0: So we'll I have really good news. Dodgers are extending their netting. They finally yeah. announced it. We talked how we were for this in our last episode. They made it happen. So yeah. it's like they heard
1: us. It was us. It was all us. Rich Hill heard us. And he extended our message. Yes,
0: because here's the thing. Cody hit a girl. Yeah. Unfortunately, that and sounds terrible. And she was paying. F- one of Cody's foul balls hit a girl. Let's say yeah. it that
1: way. And I was not there, but all reports said she was paying attention. It just was. She didn't it have time to react. So fast. Yes,
0: exactly. Like a few days later, they're like, we're extending the netting. Yeah. And uh, part of it was, I guess, Rich Hill called the MLB Players Association and said, hey, enough, extend the netting. And then, boom, it happened. And I'm like, Rich Hill called. First of all, of course, he's 39. He calls people. He didn't send, net- <laughs> he didn't send it in a text. Called their he? And they picked up the phone. Maybe it was a rotary phone. <laughs> I really hope. In my imagination, when Click, I picture this, it 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 it. it. it's Click, definitely it. a rotary phone. And I'm like, awesome, but also like, if he had this much clout, how did he just like not call like two years ago? But maybe he didn't know he had that much clout. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, Rich Hill can call me and demand something of me anytime, and all I ask in exchange is a coffee date with Caitlyn. <laughs> Love Caitlyn. <laughs> But here's the thing. when Rich Everybody Hill, loves Caitlin. When
0: Rich Hill calls, you answer. And we, when he demands something, you do it. So mm-hmm. thank you, Rich Hill. We hope to see you on the other side of the net soon. We miss you. <laughs> Come back. So much. Oh, It's going to be so long. September. They said he's starting rehab soon. Yeah. Oh. It's still sad. Corey Seeker's coming back soon. He's rehabbing with the Quakes right now, which I'm upset because I went to a Quakes game a few days before he was at one. Couldn't have waited for me. Couldn't have shown up early. What the yeah. hell, Corey? We'll talk Jerk. about that next week. <laughs> All right. What you've all been waiting for. Let's talk about Kike's Pants? I'm, mark? I'm, I'm are they picking with pants? I think they're leggings,
1: and I don't believe that leggings are pants. To me, leggings are not pants. I agree. Leggings are bottoms. Pants are a different thing altogether. Pants are more like trousers. But I think that his are still pants because if you look closely, they have too much form. There's too much silhouette. Yes. They're, they're not fully stretchy. These are not I mean I'm sure there's lycra in them, but they are not full-on lycra. You know, you can still see little pieces where they're loose, like around the ankles and stuff, so I'm going with pants. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> I love the word interesting. Are they even comfortable
0: with the jock strap? Is he stealing Mariana's pants? Can I borrow those pants? How many pairs does he
1: have? I mean, don't they get a new pair every game? I could give you those pants. I think, I don't know if with how one many he's, he's worn. get. Oh, yeah. But I don't, I, think, <laughs> I mean, point. I guess they get new, I know
0: they get new jerseys every game, but my question is, uh, like, I would imagine that they, those have to be custom pants. I mean, is what I'm saying. Like, they're so tight and form-fitting. Yeah. And I would imagine that Baseball pants in general, you know, they're like mass produced and it's just like large, extra large, whatever size. Like, yeah. And he's definitely getting his altered. I, I don't know. Does he doesn't have a personal tailor that can comes you imagine just... him
1: going over to Milton Edies every day for their 24-hour tailoring service before and every game? I love the tight pants, but also like when he wears the tight pants, he wears them long, and I miss Kike high socks. The socks are so amazing. I think that all players should show off their socks, and if your socks aren't cool, well, you should still have to show them off. Off, and that's the cost of not wearing cool socks.
0: Well, it's not even a matter of them being cool. I just love the
1: high socks yeah, look no, with the same. baseball pants. And like you when you're wearing
0: the tight baseball pants, you can't really wear the high socks look. I mean, yeah. Not as tight as Geek has been wearing them. Anyway. They look socks look pretty goofy under tight pants. We also talked about this with John Hartung. Yes. Am I am I saying his name wrong? John, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. <laughs> And he said that, like, Jerry Harrison Jr. can't really imagine that to play in those that they would be comfortable. And so we got into this discussion about, what well, I was like, you know what? I don't know if it would be comfortable either, because you're working with a different set of equipment down there. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't have a dick, so I can't speak to this. I know I want yeah. dick first, and I have big dick energy, but I don't actually have one. And I can't imagine that wearing what are essentially leggings over also a jockstrap would be the most convenient or comfortable thing. And Jerry Harrison Jr. agrees
1: with me. Yeah. This is, see, this goes back to my argument that they are indeed pants and not leggings. Because if they were leggings, they would be stretchy enough that I think they would still be very comfortable. Because they would just mold to your form. But they're pants, and but so I'd they also, don't. They get all bunchy. I don't think
0: leggings would be comfortable for a dude anyway. And that's just me speaking as a not dude and has never been a dude. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, some dudes prefer... There's also, like, if they were actually
0: true leggings, they would be much more form-fitting. Like, yes. When you, it, not just form-fitting. Like, let me put it this way. Do you know like when you're wearing leggings And your ass is just out there Like it's Mm -hmm. just out there for the world So I feel like his butt would be far more obvious And I think Kike would love that Because he's all about the nagas hanging out But I don't think it would be comfortable To just be playing a sport And to feel that exposed With like super tight leggings on Maybe You're running and things like that I mean you have a different background With trapeze Yes
1: Yeah I used to spend every day Like all day in leggings I mean I had different day of the week I'd have different training I had contortion once a week I had strength training twice a week. I had trampoline once a week and then I had doubles trapeze and then singles trapeze training. So I was training all the time and leggings are great but at the same time like mm, they're not real great for you. Like just to wear lycra all the time is not super great. I converted into a cotton fan which isn't as form fitting but way more comfortable.
0: Well I didn't even mean like the material but you're right. It's not good to wear. But but that's
1: what I'm getting at is like the actual leggings not super great but I think that if they wore stretchy cotton I think they'd be comfortable for dudes and, okay. when, and and a lot of the dudes in circus are rocking the leggings all day gross
0: <laughs> But I was gonna say, I mean, these pants are, must obviously be comfortable for Kika because he keeps wearing them. Yeah, and he keep—it's like the tighter the pants, the harder their home, the harder he hits home runs. So
1: and like they kept him safe it. in the earthquake. I'm convinced that those pants are what kept him strapped in, locked and safe <laughs> for that earthquake. Yeah, he's
0: definitely strapped in. I'll say that. <laughs> I made it like a joke about that, and someone was like, "Uh, it's a cup," and I'm like, "I wasn't talking about that part. I mean, I'm talking about Puerto Rico's ass <laughs> back there." So, just saying. <laughs> So, we got to second base with Chase Utley, John Hartung, I'm going to murder that name, and Jerry <laughs> Harrison Jr., your favorite faces of Access Dodgers on Sportsnet LA. A deaf tried to go all the way with Utley, but I was also too distracted by his perfect skin. Like, seriously, yeah. what products is he using? We didn't get the chance to ask. I
1: mean, he spent his career in the sun and his skin looks like that.
0: Well, like I said, we didn't get the chance to ask him about that, but we did get some other good juicy info out of him.
1: Like his favorite tacos and in LA. Here it
0: is. You can hear us talking, squealing, freaking out, talking to some of our favorite former Dodgers. Enjoy. So Chase, congratulations on your retirement. Thank it's you. It's so fun to watch. We know you did the whole thing with Always Sunny. Did you at any point consider playing catch with a different member of Always Sunny as like a total burn to Mac? Just (laughs) to double down on it. No, that was not
2: a thought in my mind whatsoever.
0: Okay. If it hadn't been themed to Always Sunny, who else would you have picked to play catch with at that game that like, you know, as a retirement ceremony, do you think? The fanatic.
2: The Philly Philly fanatic would have been a good one.
1: That would have been really good. Okay. Before we leave the subject of television, what is your favorite Michael Schur show?
2: Favorite who? What? Show?
1: Oh, that's the wrong answer, Michael sure I didn't know the who guy who did Brooklyn 99 The Office, the Good Place. Yeah, next. There you go. Didn't Moving on, we know it's early on
0: so far. What's your favorite part of working with us in LA? Probably working with these, these
2: two guys. the Gary John. He makes it look really easy, and it's not. And Jerry, obviously, great baseball career, but his announcing, his commentating, night is pretty, pretty
3: spectacular. Better than he was a player. <laughs> I didn't go
2: there. I did not uh-huh. go
3: there. I'll go there. <laughs>
4: Is that a compliment or a slap in the face? You can take it however you want. Hmm.
1: Take it as a compliment, I think. Yeah. Even better. How about that?
4: Even better. I like that. Um.
1: Okay,
0: this is a question for both Chase and Jerry. If you could go back in time and cover one of your own career highlights as an analyst in real time, which would you cover?
4: Hmm. So one of my walk-offs. Okay. I think uh, it would be kind of cool to if I'm <clears throat> doing play-by-play or something like that, covering a walk-off, hit a home run, that would be kind of cool.
0: You don't have an answer? No,
4: I, <laughs> I would, I'm kind of leaning towards Jerry's
2: answer. Right? Okay, same. Your walk-offs, same. Those, are, I mean, those are exciting. Those are yeah. the most exciting. A to to home run or a base yeah, to are. win a game is uh, there's nothing like it.
0: Chase. So now that you're no longer in the Dodgers dugout on a regular basis, who do you think is the current Silver Fox of the Dodgers team?
2: They're all 24 years old.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a few older players.
2: Uh, probably Rich Hill. Rich Hill's Mm -hmm. pushing, he's 38, 39. So Rich Hill or David Fries? Oh, David Fries. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That's a good
0: one. Okay, so yesterday you called Kika Shot. You've obviously been instrumental in his success. He himself has said that. How much of that do you also attribute to his tight pants?
2: (laughs) Well, actually, I think think a majority of it is from the tight pants. He was kind of spinning off the ball before he had the tight pants. Now he has the the pants kind of, like, restrict his his movement a bit so he can't really pull off he can
1: stand <laughs> do you think he should go tight all up and down the mm-hmm. whole uniform that would be tight no too much tight too, much,
2: too tight yeah, too I don't tight. think that would Differ- be the material is a little stretchier on the pants than it is for the jersey, so I think it would be too restrictive.
0: How much do you love it when he uses your bat to make hits? Like just I the most, it. yeah, yeah, I love it.
2: I love it. He owes me. He owes me probably a couple hundred bucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are there any memes you've seen of yourself that you especially love or hate?
2: I don't. I haven't seen any memes. So you
0: haven't seen any memes of yourself. So my favorite meme of Chase is you did that interview with when the Mets callers called in. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you spoke to one and you were like, "See a sweetheart and like." Chang. She was mad. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. Totally they've turned
1: it me. into a gif now, and you can really? reply to people just with that.
0: Okay. Where do I find that <laughs> drinking coffee? Yeah, so but my it's my like <laughs> <laughs> just you're <laughs> like everyone's using it like oh that's the tea like <laughs> that's see a sweetheart it's so great.
2: Right, <laughs> I will help. use that.
0: So there are, definitely, <laughs> in your own reply. there are definitely memes of you in existence. That's my favorite one. So we thought All maybe you right. would seen it before so fans keep charging there it them. is the Dodgers coming on the field that we've seen the last few yeah, days yeah. so it's both. belly told the first girl you know you're going to jail shot her the peace sign <laughs> if a fan somehow made it far enough to get to you to second base what do you think you would say to them Depend- would, it, it would it be like on. see a sweetheart though no <laughs> uh, if
2: it's a young girl it, it would be different than like an old man like a young girl I might just say honey what are you doing <laughs> Old man, it would probably be a couple
4: curse words, yeah. Yeah, and for you, yeah, we we had this discussion yesterday. I think you were is it sexist to think that if a man comes out on the field, it's different than a woman or a girl? And I think it's true because I think when you see a man come out, you think he's there to do harm, you know, but if it's a little girl. She's not there to do harm. That being said, you don't want anybody coming out in the field at all times. Right. You know, you don't want that to happen. So uh, it, it is a little different. If a little girl comes out, you know it's probably there for a selfie or a hug. If a man comes out, he <laughs> might get a two piece. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I like that. Okay.
1: For Chase is from Los Angeles. So we thought a good question for you is, where's your favorite place to get tacos? Ooh, You've man. spent a long time here.
2: I know, I know, I know been to Paco's Tacos?
1: Yeah. I have it's a, not. It's a good one. Am I missing out? I'm I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's that's the worst class ever. the There's a ton ever, of great
2: yeah. places but that's a place yeah. that I take. It's,
1: it's hard to pay. I've gone
2: to since college. Okay. okay. Yeah. Do
1: you know Cacao? It's over on Colorado in Eagle Rock. I do not. It's my favorite and I recommend it for everybody in this room. Okay. Okay. It, was a, it was a favorite of Jonathan Gold also if you don't take my word for it. Okay. And so we love that you work with Animal
0: Rescues. Are there currently any charities, organizations that you're working on that you want to tell our listeners about?
1: Actually, yeah.
2: My, uh, my wife and I I were huge animal advocates in Philadelphia then we started having kids so we had, we had a little less time to spend on, on that, that side of the ball essentially so Yeah, my wife just got back involved with the Gentle Barn. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. It's out about an hour north of here. They do great work. They rescue animals that are essentially going away to get slaughtered. Mm -hmm. That's one that we've been working with.
1: Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. We have one specifically for you, Jerry. You've been all over in your career. What made you finally put a ring on the city of L.A.? and Stick around.
4: I think the the last two years of my career, I wanted to be on either coast, either New York or L.A., because I knew I I would... uh, uh, get into the TV when I was done. So I had offers to play in the Midwest But mm-hmm. I wanted to be either New York or L.A. And then L.A. was the number one market. Uh, you got Hollywood I was yeah. TV. So then when I arm wrestled to Ned Coletti and I made him give me a two-year deal I think that was I knew those to be the last two years playing and I knew I'd want to do something in that in the market as far as TV here in L.A. So that's why I chose L.A. Nice.
1: Do you think that in the long run you'll end up having an even longer career than your grandfather
4: uh, as far as Like all in all in I- I would hope so, because he, you know, my grandfather, he coached till he till he died, till he was seventy seven years old. So he had quite a career in. Yeah. Playing the Negro leagues, he coached Michael Jordan that one year in '94 with the Barons. Um, Did not know that. Yeah, so he, he really loved that. He, awesome. Because Michael would always beg him to you know tell him former Negro league stories about Satchel Page, Josh Gibson, you know all those great players. So that's a good experience for him. He
1: crossed over and played both, right?
4: Yeah, he played. He was the first black player who played for the White Sox. Nice. So he coached uh, in their system, scouted for them, did just about everything for them.
1: Yeah, I, I knew he was a scout and coach. That's really cool. I read that you were from Naperville. Is mm-hmm. this really, you spent time in Naperville?
4: Yeah, I
1: grew up there. Okay, so, so I know a few people from Naperville, and I've got to ask, okay. how do you feel about Aurora getting the love in Wayne's World, and how many of your childhood memories do you feel made it in that movie?
4: That's. I've never been asked that question. <laughs> But that is a great question because Aurora does get the love. It does. And anybody from Chicago knows that you know if if the suburb is Neighborville or curl Stream or Oak Forest, uh, Schaumburg, and then Aurora was kind of like the uh, type of type of city. You know, pretty good basketball though, pretty good basketball. Okay. But for for Aurora to, to get that love, you know, I was like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but it was Wayne's World. It was definitely a popular movie. Uh, we always picked it. why? Why pick Aurora? I don't uh, all those cities, you know.
1: Yeah. Anything make it into the movie that was a real life like donut shop or something that Well, you...
4: the, the donut shop is for for real and the love for, for the Blackhawks that's real. You know, you know, it's it's amazing how, you know, the Cubs did a lot, you know, the White Sox, obviously the Bears and Bulls. But it's a it is a big hockey town. You mm-hmm. know, the whole uh Chicago area. I grew up, you know, Jeremy Jeremy Ronick Chris Shellos, uh, they lived in, in our area. Uh Chettles boys went to my high school. Oh that's awesome Yeah, so it was a huge Blackhawks following. So that's true, you know the whole in the movie you know they love the Blackhawks that's a big they they, they definitely love the hockey there in that area
0: nice. so John quick? Yeah. Yes. in the five years since SNLA launched what has been your favorite moment to cover what about so far this season because we he heard you missed the no hitter. you were off that day
3: oh gosh <laughs> Yes, I was at my son's basketball game that night. And I just wanted just to get a certain number of game days off. And that was just one of the games that was predetermined for me to take off. I was at my son's basketball game and I'm watching on my phone and I started <laughs> thinking, like the fourth or fifth thing Clayton Kirsch going to throw a no hitter tonight. I just know he's going to throw a no hitter and I'm not going to be there. <laughs> so that was disappointing. That was not my favorite moment in the five years here. We've had so many incredible moments, so many champagne celebrations, long shows that we've done, and two worlds series it's hard for me to pick just one favorite moment because there's been so many. This year blessing. Yeah. It is. This year, it has to go just back to this last week and the three walk-off home runs, uh, three to straight days by the rookies. To me, that has been um, something that you've never seen before in Major League Baseball. And anytime you can see something for the first time in Major League history, I think that's really cool.
0: Speaking of seeing something sort of for the first time, Ballinger is like history in the making. What do you think of his season so far? And do you think the belly beard is magic? That's actually a question for all of you guys, if you think the belly beard has anything to do with
3: it. He's kind of cleaned it up a little bit recently, yeah, hasn't he?
0: It? was a lot, lot tighter the yeah. last couple... Arizona
3: games. Yeah, I'm surprised that he kind of trimmed it up a little bit. Maybe that's because he's going out on the road, but these guys would know better than than I would. I know they're very superstitious, and so maybe they feel like the facial hair. I mean, you don't want to mess with a with a, a winning streak or a hot streak, and maybe that has something to do with Cody yeah, off. great you wear the
4: beard a little bit, you feel tough. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what he was thinking. I guess we're being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> the, girl that was, the girl that he was seeing says, you know, I like you. That looks good. You know? Yeah, I mean, going back to what
2: he said, baseball players are extremely superstitious. I remember going through a funk I would like get a haircut I would would just try to do different things So if he believes it's magic Whatever is working for him I'm good with that
0: So that was our interview With Chase, John, and Jerry
1: Hope you enjoyed We also
0: have some other really cool interviews Coming up in the next few weeks Can't say who yet, but you'll enjoy those as well. Before we get going, we want to know, what is your favorite Dodger Stadium memory? Slide Mm -hmm. into our DMs, like CT3 sliding into home, and give us the details for a chance to win a Dodgers Puiggy Bank. Please, please do that. We're also still looking for your first date stories for a special feature, whether it was a good date, a bad date. You had a first date at Dodger Stadium, so send us the deeds. You can DM us or email us listen at secondbasepod.com Send those stories in. We've gotten some good ones so far, but we're still looking for the diamonds in the roughs cuz yeah so next week get to second base again with us as I recap my first ever Rancho Cucamonga Quakes game experience and as we go into more behind-the-scenes details about our time at sports.lA's Dodgers Blogger Day, which we we'll give you the good about. It was it.
1: really fun. It what? was more than the interview, we had a blast, and we want to tell you all about the fun stuff we did. Right, we'll also be talking about Cody and the All-Star game. Get into the best SPFs
0: to wear today games. Until then, you can follow me, Brent Online, at OMGBrent and you can follow both of us on all social media platforms at second base pod. If you listen to us on Stitcher or iTunes, you can rate and review us. Five stars only, please, though, because we deserve every single one of them for not touching Chase at least hair, even though I really, really wanted to. I should be rewarded for that. Yes. <laughs> Brand earned hair. it. Perfect skin, great hair, baby blue eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting us get to second base with you. Bye! Bye!